The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all other purchases. Bubba, how bad did that go? Because my earpiece wasn't wasn't ready. Yeah, I just cut you off. Uh, you I'm just sure cut- it wasn't good. No. I, similar to yesterday with Will. So. Much like Will yesterday. Like, Will took a deep breath during the tease. At the very, we had four seconds left to go, and I kind of looked at Will and goes, okay, but, and I was like, oh my gosh, you got, you have a thought starter right there. Adnan Burke is here, and this is awesome because I didn't know how the, all the scheduling stuff was going to work out, and I guess we did have this one down mm-hmm. because your days are limited, and I don't mean that in a weird way, like we've had right. a meeting about you. Yeah. Um, but because you're traveling so much for college football. So I'm really excited. So two more shows to go here. The Silla Show, ESPN Radio. What's up now? First and foremost, congratulations. Because I feel like there's a lot. Uh, no, no, listen, no. there's there's, there's going to be a lot of like, I know that the way you are because you are um, neurotic like me, and you'll you'll change your mind about things. So first off, congratulations <laughs> on this next step of your Might journey. Be too late for that one. It's a bold step, and the best part for me was because we've discussed this so much, and I felt like I've been your counsel at times throughout yeah. this process. No, I appreciate that. So when I listened in the car yesterday, I said, "All right, how much of this is you going to tell the truth? You can't tell the whole truth. Obviously, you can be transparent to a certain point." And then as I'm listening, I'm like, no, that's true. Yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. That did happen. And it was fabulous radio. I mean, that is exactly why people love you, because you're always honest, and it was unvarnished. And as I tweeted, why would we expect anything less? You're going to let it all hang out, and that's what makes you great. So good for you for at least, I don't want to say controlling the message. You just told the truth. And I think yeah, in this day and age, that's a rarity, right? I know. That's really all I was trying to do, and I really appreciate how much people liked it in the, the last 24 hours. So, yeah, it's a huge ego boost for a couple days like oh yeah you know but the congratulations stuff like well i actually have a lot of work to do now and i have to make this work so i'm kind of telling people like yeah you know thank you and then i had an on-air guy say well what's it like what's it feel like do you recommend everyone do it once in their career like well hopefully it doesn't get to that point where you have to kind of do that stuff but another manager came by and goes wow you know yesterday was something else you have levitard call the baseball commissioner a liar and then you talk about not coming back and we had some real wow moments. I'm like, well, I don't know that you would be able to keep that up. There's only so many right. commissioners, and you couldn't just have guys left. But and it right is on. true. I couldn't leave the car at 12:30 because the Levitard Manfred. And I said, well, I certainly can't leave at one. I had to listen to you. So, listen, enjoy the adulation while it can. <laughs> yeah, because it's and, two days. No, I mean, who are we kidding? It's Christmas, and then you've all moved on, <laughs> and then a lot of you guys are hitting me up when you haven't heard from me in a few weeks, going, right. "You idiot." So, right. uh, yeah. And the podcast is still great. You'll still be around. I emphasize that because I don't. That think is. People think you're done. Like, well, no, I'm not. No. Not really done. I'm, I'm under here. contract for another nine months. Correct. We're gonna. ESPN is distributing it. Rosillo podcast. Whatever. We'll come up with the name. Ceruse producing it. And I just had a meeting about the whole deal. So you know, look, you're just gonna get. Still gonna get me, man. Just a little bit less. Subscribe, unsubscribe, yeah, then subscribe. A million again. times. <laughs> How about two million? Let's try to match that last number for the show. That is straight talk. I don't know what to do because we had a a start for the show. LeBron. Sort of. Yeah, I, re- I heard it yesterday, the revamping, rebuilding of the Cavs. That's good stuff. That was yesterday yeah. uh, after we did the, the opening segment. Um, But you sent a note, and you want me to take your Raptors more seriously. And I can't tell what's real with you. I don't know. We get In your note, we get, hey, we had yeah. the, the guy from Whiplash. J.K. Simmons on the final. J.K. Simmons. You know, this, on the is, yeah. this is how the note works. So Rudy tells us who the guests are. <laughs> Here's some topics. Here's some links to some stories. I come in. I right. read through the stuff. I kind of meet with Saruti on the side by myself, and then we kind of do another meeting with everybody else. Yeah. You go every week. Yeah. How about my Raptors? Yeah. What about Hot Stove? 
And did you hear who was on Cinephile? So what would you like to, in our last time here together, what would you actually like to do? Because I don't think you put a ton of effort into the note. Well, I'll be I'll be fair here. Okay, right, fair. You're more of an on-air guy. Yeah, I save it I save it for when the camera's on and the lights are on. All I want to say about the Raptors is this. And Dan Schulman sent out this tweet, which I just think is notable. All right? The Raptors are 21-8. and eight. They've played more road games than home games and more games versus the West than the East. Not saying they can beat the Celtics or Cavs in a playoff series just yet, but this is pretty good stuff so far. Here's a morsel to chew on. Okay, but I think this can be a bigger thing because I don't know that I can start the show today just Raptors, all Raptors all the time. (laughs) Because the Raptors speak to me in a way that other teams speak to me, and it's actually not a compliment. (laughs) You remember a couple years ago, you and I doing the shows, and the Raptors looked like they were starting to break through a little bit. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I go, I like them. I think they're tough. They've got two guys that can score. I've always been a Lowry fan. I've always liked DeRozan. I know these these are not perfect players with DeRozan's approach to today's Over, game. Overpaid contract. Yeah, yeah but or, right. you know, I'd rather pay a guy like DeRozan too much than some of these other dudes. Right. But yes, he's not going to be a franchise-carrying superstar, and there's just not that many of those guys. Right. He's a scorer, and that's it. So a couple years ago, I tried to. I was going on TV, and I'm talking about the Raptors saying, you know, you know don't sleep on the Raptors. I'm not... I'm not telling you they're coming out of the East, but I respect them a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the playoffs that year, and they got worked. And I don't care about the Cavs on the road in that playoff series because the Cavs didn't care two years ago. Right. And then I think people forget what even happened with the Raptors last year in the playoffs. And I don't. they would have to be holding the trophy this year for me to go, you know what? They ended up being a little bit better than I thought because I just I don't respect them i don't think they're tough and i think when you look at it last year they were swept again i go those dudes get to the playoffs and all they do is miss a million shots pass so you feel like once bitten twice shy what if i told you the improving core around DeRozan and lowry's improved og ananobi og's been really good right valanchunas Jakob. Jakob Pertl's last month's been pretty good. Right. You know what you're getting from DeRozan. You know what you're getting from Lowry. I think is always sort of this weird player. Right. Defensively, this is the crazy thing. Defensively, they're sixth. Offense, they're fourth. There are stats that tell you it's good. The surrounding cast and all that stuff. But even the Cavs series two years ago that went six games, it just didn't feel like it was competitive. And the stuff that I was hearing, too, is just, hey, it's it's the Raptors. And then you, you get the second chance at it. Right. And those guys, all they do is miss shots in the playoffs. These two players that I'm telling you at times I've liked, they've done too much to me for me to be able to buy back in. It it is stunning. If you look at the numbers, the field goal percentage for DeRozan and Lowry regular season come playoff time, whether or not they press too much, they're not playoff performers, et cetera. All I'm saying is that if they can just level out, just don't take that decrease and supporting cast is better. It's almost a theory of inevitability, right? You almost just get tired of picking Cleveland or Boston. You go, well, why not the Raptors? But I understand your point. You, it would still be a reach to take them. I'm just saying they are still third in the East. They're worthy of of mention. They're still not better than Boston or Cleveland. Are but, there other but, teams? But a solid like that, three. We're, we're already talking yeah. too much about the Raptors, and that's my fault. Because yeah. the thing is, is like, do you have a team for you that that happens in sports right. where you've just got? I don't care. And it's not teams that are bad. It's teams that no matter what you're seeing in front of you. You go, I'm sorry, I just, I'm never going to trust that you can get this done. I don't think you're mentally tough enough, or whatever your makeup is, it doesn't work. We were kicking around the meeting. The Chiefs is another good one. The Chiefs, even after this hot start, there was still enough of me. And I'm not an Alex Smith hater. I'm not going to offense Rudy, but it was still like, hang on a second. Are the Chiefs really that, are they really better than the Patriots or Steelers? 
I, I don't want to hear they're a good team. Okay, yeah, differential's great. It's always, are they the best in the AFC? And I have a tough time buying that. Chiefs are another team in the NFL. Chiefs is a really good one. In the NBA, like the teams that I always buy, Spurs, Warriors, Cavs, Celtics, Rockets a little bit. Rockets, I don't buy. Don't you feel it's a little different this year? This year, I do feel like they're a juggernaut, so I should be. But it's a little bit because Houston, Golden State, do I really think it's going to be that competitive? Am I really going to pick against the Warriors? But but it feels different this year. But kind of like you with the Rockies. You've been like that with the Colorado <laughs> Rockies a lot. I'm like, you know, Charlie right. Blackman, I get it. Right. They're not pitching. T-Wolves a little bit in the East. I know they're not a contender, but they're a team that are like, I don't really buy them yet. Yeah, especially so, in the West. Right. Uh, in baseball, it would be like... Yeah, you know, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, they made the playoffs, but you know how much are they really going to do? That the Raptors one though is just so disappointing because you go, "Hey, I kind of like you guys," right? And you go, "Oh, you're all going to shoot. You're going to miss every three. Okay, right. I get it. Right. I see what you're doing here. Right. With that, Anverk, the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio, also the ESPN app. Plans for today: We got Mike Tarico, Steve Young wants to talk about grit again. <laughs> he liked it so much, and the Rockets general manager Daryl Morey in the final hour. But I will tell you, even though Tariko lined up here and some football stuff, today we'll largely be just, we're just going to do this. And it's going to go off the rails. It's going to be funny. So I love it. Uh, here we go. My first segment was about the Raptors. MLB Hot Stove Update <laughs> next. <laughs> CSPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. By the way, yeah, I'll seriously, it should just be you and Tariko. Like, I'll sit that one out. You guys, oh, no, get in what there. am I going to ask? You're Mike a pro. About? You're Mike, Winter Olympics. I love ski jumping. Yeah. Who's, who's looking good? Finland? Sochi, real estate after the, after the Olympics. But now what? <laughs> now what? How could we, you know, I'm just going to ask some Springsteen stuff. Hey, have you seen him on Broadway? I feel like people don't talk about Sochi enough. Okay. Hey, listen, you if know, you want to get to Sochi, then I'll yeah, go. Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, it would, it's the dog thing. Have we figured out the dog population? What's going on with the plumbing? Has right. has Sochi become the forgotten city after the Winter Games? I feel like it has. Right. It's kind of like a Lillehammer. Like everyone kept talking everyone about Everyone loved Lillehammer. Remember the, <laughs> the, the graphics? Those, those artistic little deals there? And it was like the men with the two feet connected <laughs> right. to their bodies. Right. Which is usually the way the anatomy works. But right. yeah, Lillehammer was huge at one point, And then we just move on. We never right. care about these cities anymore. Right. Thanks for the two weeks of entertainment. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah. 
enjoy your your fake compounds that you're never going to use again. <laughs> right. They build all that stuff. I mean, has anybody checked on Brazil? Oh, bro. Well, you were in Seriously. Greece post-Athens Olympics, yeah. obviously. Yeah. People are like, that, that set the country back decades. Like, brutal. Yeah, the Greece thing, they were painting the pools like day of events. <laughs> I don't think that's safe. <laughs> Is this going to work? Like, ah, Is anybody checking for lead? Right. Eh, yeah. We'll figure it out. They're not going to worry about it. This is the 50 meter. No one cares. No. Um, hot stove. Slow. Well, Warm stove. I was going to say, I can give you some winners and losers. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, let's give me a little bit here. Cardinals for Smallman. Marcelo Zuna. Yes. And Luke Gregerson, two years, 11 million. I've always liked Gregerson. I was to say, you like your relievers. Carlos Santana got three years, that. 60 mil from the Phillies. That's good. And how about the Angels? Otani, although there's some questions about the elbow, Kinsler and Kozer. So that's good news. Is Kinsler still good though? Two thirty six last yeah. season, numbers in decline. That's true. So when I'm all right, do your gym? You're more of a fitness guy. You're like a, you're becoming more of a high. You left the normal gym that we were at. We were at LA Fitness yeah, together, and a lot of big, big dudes, a lot yeah. of big dudes walking around, and you went to kind of like a more lower key one, right? Yeah, I think that's a good way of phrasing it. Because yeah. LA Fitness, you have a lot of guys just muscling up, chest out. Like every day was chest day. Like, well, hang on a second. Are we not going to do squats? Is that not allowed here? Would you, because of your baseball experience, would you notice a PED user immediately? <laughs> well, I think one time you said to me, like, how about that guy over there? Like, no, he's huge, like you think? Like, like you think that's like, normal? See those scabs on his neck? <laughs> like, that's not, that's not real. Like, right. that's, that's late 80s Texas Rangers baseball right Like, there. nobody was asking for a lift. Normally, like, a guy bench sick, he just spot me. Nobody, yeah. everything, no, I got this. So, all right, we Eight know that, plates. we know that you have, have changed around. Yeah. To where you're doing some of this other kind of fitness stuff. So I'm just, yeah. Do people, do guys ask you about the hot stove? Do you have Red Sox fans that ask you? A little bit. Like I find they recognize you and be like, hey, what's Ravi here? Well, I, I think I've dropped too much that I'm buddies with Aaron Boone and I'm buddies with Alex Cora. So now it becomes, hey, Sox tickets, Yankees tickets, what do you have? Oh, wait a minute. Guys are hitting you up for tickets. Right. And I said, listen, I don't even know if they can hook me up. Like we're friends and I think you can do it. They're you don't think the managers of the team can I'm get you a ticket? I'm pretty sure, but you never know, man. <laughs> if I hit up AC, cause you know what? I have an allotment of 10. They're already gone. So Cora goes to Sam Kennedy. He's like, hey, I need two. And Sam Kennedy, the Red Sox says, I, you know what? I'm sorry, Booney. No, what happens? No, I'm sorry, Cora. No, Sam Kennedy Boone definitely will, wouldn't get it. Who's it for? Burke, is he going to show up in Jay's garb? Like, if, if the Red Sox are getting him tickets, he has to understand he can't show up wearing a John Olerud jersey. Is are you a, closer with Cora or Boone? I, I'm close to both, to be honest with you. Well, I, I texted with Booney about you because he's a big fan of yours. He had no idea. I knew. I'm like, dude, you're, you're worried about Gary Sanchez. You don't know what's happening with ESPN Radio. And I was like, we're silly. He's like, wow. Booney was, it was just like, <laughs> he put like three exclamation points. Boone like, offered oh. me a job. <laughs> Well, I was about to follow because he goes, what's he going to do next? And I said, he's going to L.A., he's going to pursue writing. And he was Boone like, Boone said, if you don't want to do that, he goes, you got yeah. a job here in Pinstripes. Strength and conditioning? No, just be around. General morale <laughs> life, life advice. Yeah. So life advice became just life coach. In. You get the camera on me in the dugout, and they're like, right. hey, you could pinch run him. Um, <laughs> De facto bench coach, right, Russell? <laughs> just, yeah, no, I, I talked about it with Boone. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure if that's the right fit right If you now. could have any job as a coach in baseball, it would be bullpen coach. Yeah. You just take the call, warm up Gregerson. Okay. Yeah, it, it, but it'd have to be somewhere warm. Like one of my friends argues the backup, or excuse backup me, the catcher. bullpen catcher in San Diego is the best job ever. That's a great call. Imagine, what do you do? Are you on the team? Mm, not really, just home games in the bullpen. What's up? I mean, eventually it'd get, it'd get maybe a little frustrating if right. your parents were into banking. Sure. They'd be like, where's this going? Right. Like, well, right now I'm just, you know, catch some sliders and. Right. <laughs> Pack a few dips and just check out what's going on in the stands. Right. Gas lamp district. Awesome. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. 
Makes back off. This happens a lot. Adnan with us today. The Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call or click today. Find out if you could save. Because it's happened. it happens in my deal, mm-hmm. where they're just going back and forth. And I just want it on the record yeah. that the Red Sox give J.D. Martinez seven years. $200 they're, million. Dollars. They're ridiculous. That is that I don't care how bad the offense declined last year for the Red Sox. Yeah. The J.D. Martinez thing, and it was an incredible year you he had last him. year. You love him. You're not okay. raving about him last right. year. And you could even argue the year before that, even they struck out a ton, like good power numbers. Don't buy the only nice house in the neighborhood knowing you don't really want to buy that house. But they're going to get a hitter. They do feel like they need to revamp the, the offense. J.D. Martinez thinks seven years, 200 mil for a guy at 30 who's had two good years. So you want Hosmer then or no. Moustakas? No. I just would like I would like Bogarts and those guys to hit more home runs. Ben Attendee, trust your stars, bets, et cetera. Tell okay. Cora that. All right. I'll text AC. Hey, listen. Brasillo's out on this J.D. Martinez thing. Just wanted you to hear it. <laughs> $200 million, a little too many Who else can we text? Who else you got in that phone? Um, Adam Amin just texted, I'm sad listening to Rosillo. Big fan of his. I Honestly, the amount of DMs, like, there's a weird one. You know, the whole sliding the DMs. I got so many DMs from A lot of girls? People. No, uh, college guys were like, tell Rosillo, but like lengthy messages. I've been listening since 2004. Yeah. At my lowest point, he's the one. That, and I could, you can slide into his DMs if you like. Mm, you can't. I tried that for a couple of days. It was awful. People are, and you respond and yeah no it wasn't that I was responding it was just I was getting hit up for for I mean everything stuff. like I don't want to listen to your demo <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about rappers not even guys in this <laughs> right, right. they yeah. just know your brother yeah. in the music industry I think right. the highlight so far is Tori Wilson Tori Wilson reached yeah out? I mean that's when I went Dude, is that is that confirmed can we yeah. can you retweet that that's that unbelievable was, I was like whoa like, what did you know. he say who do you think I'm talking about like Tori Wilson late baseball player. No, no, Tory no. Hunter, I'm thinking of Tory Wilson, the wrestler. Right, right. Tory Wilson, Tory Hunter, would be great too, though. Tory, if Tory Hunter, range, reaches, great zone read, zone factor. <laughs> so Tory Wilson did reach out the wrestler. Range factor zone. Uh yeah, the wrestler. She did. So what did she say? I think she just retweeted something with my name in it, but I think somebody else's name may have been in it. So <laughs> I, I thought know. it was an original tweet. My afternoons had, will not be the same yeah. without listening to Rosillo. Uh I'm not going to rule out that that's where she was going with it. Okay. All right. All right. I, I'm not going to rule that out. All right. Now, let's put odds on that. <laughs> Famous celebrities who will tweet goodbye to Ryan. So far, Tori Wilson's the bar said high. Yeah. Tori Wilson's pretty high. But again, that one, I can't, I'm not dismissing all sure. connection. Sure. But I'm also, I don't know if I'll take that one as a win. Um, Shannon Spake said hey today. So that was kind of cool. That's a good she one. She played Shannon Spokes in Cars 3. Okay, I don't want to blow anything here, but is Chris Long going to be a part of the festivities to the last? I feel like no, Chris the has Eagles. To... That's an Eagles thing. So the people at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to have him on and ask about Wentz and all this stuff. We don't even want to talk about football. Right, he doesn't. But we're it. trying to get him on tomorrow. Okay, so all right. Help, let crit free Chris Long. <laughs> Actually, I you know I don't want to get him into trouble. But as of now, you know, playoff mode. They got to get their mind right. Who else, Rudy? Chris will be on. Chris is going to be on. Long is going to be on. Yes. All right. And um, still working a few things out. Working Christmas night. It's fine. Monday night, Friday he can fit for a few minutes. Yeah, It'll be great. All right. Yeah. Tell him what Adnan. We just have a said. surprise guest oh. tomorrow. We have a surprise Van guest. Van Pelt's going to come on. He's not the surprise guest. Who? Van Pelt. Van Pelt's coming on. Garai's going to do an ode to Rasilla. Garai, yes. See <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> so now I'm locked in for all three. I'm doing college football down the hall, but I'm like, if I heard Garai, I'll get Palmer and Galloway. I'm like, listen, you guys got to get over. Yeah, there. I thought Palmer was going to come by today with you. Tomorrow we were here. To, we're, he's here tonight oh, with me. Oh, the Temple okay. game, Temple. but tomorrow we have games at twelve thirty and four on ESPN. But if we get a third quarter break, I'll send Jesse over. I'll send Joey over. Whatever you want. Sounds good. Mike Tarico is the guy that I first filled in with in this slot, and it was the first time I think people were like, "Hey, you know what? 
he's actually all right. <laughs> and I look, Tariko's been one of the best guys to me forever. So let's talk some sports with him. And, uh, you know, look, I don't want to do eight minutes on, on all that, but, uh, let's check in with Tariko. That's coming up next. We're still the show ESPN radio. Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have a really diverse workforce with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm the dream. You should know that. Now we're motivating and engaging the right people. Every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. With Andy and Virg today, the Rosilla Show, time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks. No contracts and excited uh, in the last couple of shows here to have a guy on that has meant a lot to me, uh, both professionally, personally, and somebody I first filled in on this, this slot with, and that's Mike Tirico on the Shell Penzo performance line. What's up, man? The last link to uh, to the old show. Here you go. Con- congratulations. Do you want the sappy stuff now or at the end of the interview? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying to – you just do your thing, Mike, because you have good okay. instincts with this. So. It- Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just bust into it in the middle of an answer. How about that? Perfect, perfect. Merry Merry Christmas, you add in all the listeners. How you guys doing? We're good, great, Mike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, so one of the things that I wanted to get to, especially with somebody like you that's just seen so many NFL games, is that I know that we play this game every week. We're like, who's real? Who isn't real? Like, how many teams do you think right now are even teams that you would take as serious contenders to the Pats? And you can go either being in the Super Bowl or in the AFC. Okay. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Kansas City. Yes, still. I'll, I'll detail. I'll detail in a second. Uh, and NFC. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, uh, rather uh, Philadelphia and Minnesota, are are for real. Uh, I, I think the completeness on both sides of the ball. Uh, I, I don't think the quarterback drop off is as significant. Uh, even though Carson was doing some great stuff, I still think there's a ton of talent offensively there. I think they uh, they've really opened some eyes this year. What they've done, and credit to Doug Peterson for for building that thing. Uh, after that, in the NFC, I'm I, I'm leaning towards New Orleans over the Rams, just because there's the breeze experience of having been there for the Rams whole roster. It will be very new, and losing Zerline, their kicker on IR with a back injury yesterday, that will be important because that's going to put more red zone pressure on this team. Zerline you know, would give you a possession where you hit a 53-yard field goal, even though you got to the 35-yard line. That, that's a great benefit to an offense just in sustaining momentum and drive. So, and back to the AFC part real quick. You know, Kansas City still has enough defensively that if the secondary is playing good man coverage and they can get there with their pass rushes, they know a way to beat New England just in terms of Andy Reid teams hang around in games. So it's, it's possible they could beat the Patriots again. And the Jacksonville thing, I'm getting ready to do Houston-Pittsburgh on Christmas Day. And I just watched Houston-Jacksonville for the second time uh, yesterday. A very exciting week I'm having. Yes. Jacksonville <laughs> Jacksonville is for real because of their corners. They can get there with four-man pass rush. They can cover with their corners. So despite everything that you think, Jacksonville is for real. Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin know how to put a playoff 
type game plan together. So I still consider them in the for real part. It's interesting, Mike. We were talking about teams that you can't necessarily trust or buy in, and we were saying, you know, the Chiefs are one of those teams, and obviously they've slipped a little bit, so now maybe it's become more fashionable to pile on with them. But how how does that team, even when it starts to look like really good, Mike, people just are never convinced of uh, of their long-term success? Because Alex Smith hasn't won a ton of big games. Andy Reid's gotten to so many big games without getting that Super Bowl win, so you're expecting things won't work out for them. I think that's why the perception is there. Uh, the reality is if Marcus Peters is playing and engaged and involved and he can be the corner that he can be, that, that allows you to do some other things on the back end. And th- this is a league with can you get there with four in the pass rush on those money downs, third downs, third quarter or fourth quarter? Can you cover uh, with enough people that you don't have to compromise your ability to defend the run as well? Uh, and if you can do that, and Kansas City has the personnel that has done that, look, the Chargers were playing some good football, and Kansas City turned them over, had an impact game. Easier to do at Arrowhead than it is on the road, but if Kansas City wins the division, wins a home game, and they have to go to Foxborough, we know what happened week one. It doesn't mean it's going to happen again, because the Patriots' defense is much better, but there's no intimidation factor that there would be maybe for another team. So that's why people forget about them, but I keep them alive because they're always in the conversation, whether it's Alex or Andy. They're always, which sounds like a Disney show, they're always in the conversation <laughs> no matter what. You got Mike Tirico, NBC Sports, with us. So uh, what's it like when when you move on? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the typical all-time great Rosillo question. That's, so so now, now, now I'll get sappy. What I love about you is your ability to ask questions other people won't. Your ability to see the world when everyone sees brown and green, you see two different shades in there that, that kind of makes sense. And your detailed knowledge of the NBA or the NFL, when you dig in and do research and, and uh, dive in on a project, that comes through without you being the smartest guy in the room or acting like the smartest guy in the room. I've always admired what you bring. I've always felt like this guy knows what he's talking about. I used to love calling you to get your read on NBA teams before I'd go in there. And that's why I think you're just such a unique uh, host and a unique talent. I hate the word talent, but you're so unique at all this. And that's why I'm going to miss hearing you every day. And I'm so fired up for what your next chapter is. Uh, What's it like when you move on? It's odd. It's different. But the great thing is Scott Van Pelt is still a friend. Uh, John Gruden's still a friend. You're still a friend. You still have the people who are part of your life and your ESPN family, they remain your friends and you just do things at a different place. And it is unique and it's different, but in some ways it's energizing as well to get a to get a chapter a new chapter in your career written. So you're you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be great as long as we all return your phone calls. Yeah, that's uh that's the thing. And speaking of phone calls, just so everybody knows how good of a dude Tarico is, uh when I was still doing weekend stuff, I hadn't even filled in with him when it was the Mike Tarico show. I went to commercial, I got a phone call from a number I didn't recognize and I said hey and he's like this is Mike Trico I was like oh cool hey what's up man and you go whatever you're doing keep doing it you're doing it the right way you're a really good listen and I remember I called my dad when I was driving back to Boston that night to brag about it that Mike Trico called me to tell me I did a good job so thanks thanks for everything you mean a lot to me thank you a very, a very low barometer that you said but I, I, I mean it nothing like people who you listen to who are entertaining and informed and you have been both every time you turn that microphone on and i know you you still will i I will count on your podcast to keep me up to speed on the nba while i'm over in korea during the olympics perfect yes that's right enjoy (laughs) korea that is my trick you're the best buddy thank you hey happy happy holidays guys appreciate y'all thanks mike yeah adnan i wanted to talk about canada winter olympics but we're 
That's all right. All right. Instead of just the Winter Olympics, we're going to cover all of history. Adin and I did a segment on if we did sports debates, oh, the way we do them, if we did that with historical figures, different dynasties. So all the 90s basketball players getting mad about stuff, we did this historical deal. We're going to play that for you next right here. Time for Straight Talk, Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest, most dependable 4G LTE networks. You'll understand. It's one of the best things we've ever done. It's next on ESPN Radio. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. We have some quarterback stuff written down. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. We got Steve Young. He's a quarterback. He will. He wants. He wants to come back on because he didn't like his hit last week. That doesn't happen a lot. Steve Young reached out to people. They reached out to our people and said, "Well, I will redo." Which I listen. That's competitor within Steve Young. Yeah. It was always scrappy and fighting. And he goes, "You know what?" Between the lines, Daryl Morey, GM of the Rockets. So we also did this because I started to hate '90s NBA players the last few years. Because by their math, the NBA athlete is going to be even worse. Imagine how bad NBA is going to be in 2075. He's so terrible and bad at it because it's the only sport that's going in the opposite direction. But then we started talking about dynasties and how we always compare all these teams. So then I thought with Adnan, we should do a segment where we compare historical dynasties and argue it as if it's a sports talk show. I've brought up this theory numerous times before, and, and I think it's it's gaining some traction in just how we are trashing NBA stars because of their shortcomings in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We, we can now, imagine if you were doing talk radio historically and you just started talking about the resumes of great warriors. Okay. And like, what would you say? Like, thing, some of the things that we say are fair. Mm-hmm. As I pointed out at the top of the show, I think some of the things that are anti-Steph are unfair. Um, and we'll see how many people agree when we do sort of a, a interrogation, cross-examination of me mm-hmm. on that one. But... If you look back through history, right, a lot of great warriors, yeah, leaders of men. Sure, historical figures, inspiring, galvanize the troops. Like when we look at Big O, we go, Oscar Robertson, oh my gosh, triple-double, but, yep. you know, was he was he winning? You know, there were more possessions back then. Bill Russell, sure, the 11 rings, 13 seasons, but there's less teams, no free agency. It's not the same. There's always a hole in the resume. Right. Yeah, the Lakers got lucky with the draft picks. I mean, they win the thing, then they get James Worthy. Like, that doesn't happen again. Right, Byron Scott. <laughs> so we do a lot of this. Like, if you and I were just sitting around and doing a talk show, say, when Richard the First, Richard the Lionheart, was, was running England. Yeah. And then we had to look back at, like, how he stacked up against other great warriors. What? Monarchy back then. Right. Like, would you go, hey, look, he he started his first army, he was 16, so stat compiler, like he's getting a jump start. It's like comparing him against the guy that went to college for three years or straight out of high school. He's much better on the road, way better, because he didn't, you know, he wasn't paying attention to the, the kingdom as much as just going out there and just taking over stuff. So right. his home road splits are heavily, like, just massive discrepancy between those two. Right. Um, and then, look. There's some off the battlefield stuff that you'd worry about taxing the clergy, which is a total no. Like, you just didn't mess with the church to pay for your own ransom. Right. And he was caught. He got caught a bunch of times. Like, flat out, like, if you're a great leader, you're a great warrior, like, what's up with you getting caught? You know, William Wallace, 
great. Yes. But like at the end, the end for William Wallace is a lot like Jordan with the Wizards. Like mm-hmm. it's going to tarnish your legacy when they start pouring your guts out in front of the village. Well, William Wallace, you're not saying it's overrated, are you? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, start to finish, his highs are really high, but this... William Wallace's lows are like, Incomparable. But like, we love inspirational speeches. You think of Braveheart, William Wallace, galvanizing the troops. Leader of men, no doubt. But I can't, like when you're... England was at the end of its dynasty, you're saying that. I don't think England cared about that territory as much. It wasn't like they were motivated. It was like their fourth time through. Mm. You know? He's into the Yankee dynasty. Yeah, right. Sure. Like, yeah. okay, what are we going to do? Win another ring? And that's kind of how England was talking. They're like, we don't even care. We don't even know we care about Scotland that much, do we? <laughs> like, are we even sending our best guys out there? Mm-hmm. You know, injuries? And then you start thinking about, like, stats. And William Marshall, a.k.a. the Earl of Pembroke, on his deathbed, he's he's claiming 500 one-on-one murders. So he's not like, Durant's not joining William Marshall. Marshall was doing this all on his own as a knight, again, on his deathbed, claiming he took out over 500 knights in one-on-one battle. But is this like, like, just, this who is, else? That's Chamberlain stuff. But this is like Cy Young, 511 wins. It was a different game back then, dead ball era. Like, so you're saying too many starts. Yeah, I, I just think, I don't, A, I don't think it can be verified. Okay, but I know this. Like, he never joined anybody in free agency. They never traded for anybody. When it came to him, mano a mano against another knight, like, you can't knock that. Like, say what you want. You're right, but yeah. Cy Young does have 500 wins. Like, he did actually do that. So I understand the game was different back with the Earl of Pembroke, but like 500 kills are 500 kills. I'm waiting for the big daddy of them all. When I think of inspirational leaders, I think of true warriors. Mm-hmm. There's one name that stands above them all. Patton. A lot of help, though. <laughs> what do you mean? Patton, how can you criticize Favorite Patton? in every war. Wow. Listen. Every one of them. Tell me when he was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it's one thing to be favored; it's another thing to execute. Hey, I World get it. Like, Wars, look, look, Patton is the guy. He's got the titles, right? But there's something to be said about being challenged every now and then. And we're just, when you're just rolling out tank after tank after tank, <laughs> but he's the out, goat. He's Michael Jordan. That's Patton, right? But like, what's Italy's resume in the '40s? Oh. Not good, right? <laughs> You know, I mean, look, no disrespect to the Jazz, but like that's kind of how I look at the Jazz. Like, nice squad, right? But you're never going to be favored in this thing. All right, path to least resistance. And I'm, then, and yep. then there is the one of the all timers. You want to talk about doing the most with the least? Galvarino, the Chilean Wolverine, who was captured by the Spaniards, where they cut off both of his hands, and he was wasn't killed. They wanted him to go back to Chile. And you, know, when you think about like all timers. Chile never comes up, ever. When's the last time you sat around with your buddies and talked about world empires and domination and Chile came up? Never has happened. Exactly. Zero's the number. Don't yeah. even debate it. Don't even send in anything at Rosillo's show. People are going to start tweeting in Chilean warriors. Right. Yeah. This dude yeah. this dude said, fine, you make an example of me, I'm taping knives to my stumps. That's doing the most with the least. <laughs> he had no hands, gets sent back on a boat, and I can tell you this, the lodging on that boat couldn't yeah. have been great. <laughs> And then Scurvy he starts. Outbreak. He just starts taking dudes out left and right with knife hands because he, all he has are yeah. forearms, and that's like. So who's he? Russell Westbrook doing the most with the least. He has no support. He's got system. nothing. Knives he for hands. hands. Knives for hands. And he never gets brought up, man. Like I'm not telling you he's the greatest of all time, right? But find somebody else that is more overlooked than the Chilean Wolverine Galvarino. So who's the basketball equivalent of the Chilean? Warrior here. Never gets talked about. Underrated. Did a lot with nothing. 
Mm. Like I feel like contemporary. That's like Russ, one man. Yeah, band. right. Terry Cummings, Milwaukee Bucks. Definitely does not ever get mentioned. There you go. That's <laughs> not got the respect he's deserved. All right, that was from a couple of years ago. We'll react to that and try to do the next two hours.